back on the Bone Pop Sports Show, and we continue. We have to get back to the NWSL as we have the Challenge Cup to go over. And so, yeah, second annual tournament. And said this one was still very good, yet not as fun, fun as last year. Ever since last year, it was the first everyone, so I had everyone excited. Since it was many months since the whole lockdown and all that jazz began, so I believe everyone was ready to play for that. Uh, this one's a little bit different. I did believe they took all uh, different measures and made it more. I guess since everyone was in a bubble before, they were very. Uh, I didn't like the format as much. Yeah, I liked yeah, the bracket style format better than like one team from each one. Right, right, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely had a more of a grassland than like before. Uh, yeah, the new teams did enter, formerly Sky Blue. That is from the East Division. That is New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC, along with Racing Louisville FC. And for the West Division, have Kansas City. Otherwise, your favorites, Red Stars, Dash, Thorns, they're all involved once again. And yeah, many returning um, this time. We. We've seen, we saw Megan Rapino compete, right? And uh, Juliet's return. And so, good to have them back from camp. So, as a whole, uh, wasn't as enjoyable. Yeah, we still found some good matches. It's still good, yeah. Of challenges, um, mainly focusing on the Thorns, the Dash, and the Red Stars. And with that, uh, we have your winner of the 2021 NWSL Challenge Cup Championship, and that goes to the Kansas Portland City. Thorns FC. <laughs> no. Yeah, they're underdogs at <laughs> Kansas. Um, and no surprise here, it will be expected they're always made the semifinals at least. That's the thing with the Thorns. They're very gritty. Plus, suffered to break it nearly as she is make the comparison of her being in England, the British rough housing you know, style. So that got them all the way. Um, they had been in, uh, if I remember correctly, there were a big part of the fall series as well. Uh, they're second in, they're third in the challenge of last year. And so in this one, it was almost like undecided. It went to a draw, 1-1. And so it continued on penalty kicks. And that was probably the most exciting part of watching that, uh, you know, seeing to test how good everyone is. Uh, and... Shout out to Mark Weaver for 
playing a big part in the victory, making it six spot on that very last PK. Uh, she's a future star. And so the so we have Well, yes. I'll continue. Yep. Uh, you cut off TG Benny the Bulls. And... Yeah, I had to since interruption. Continue, CJ. Yeah, so the Challenge Cup ended in a amazing 1-1 draw. Then it went to penalty kicks, and the Portland Thorns won on penalty kicks. Morgan Weaver was badass, like TG Benny the Bull mentioned. They got the W. And now pivoting to the regular season, so the 2021 regular season for the WSL. The Portland Florence came in hot, ready to go. A lot of people were expecting them to make it far in maybe winning the championship this season, the Florence. They're led by a variety of stars and Crystal Dunn and Adrian France, Morgan Weaver. Christy Sinclair, and more. And I guess we can... Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Got to mention also Christine Sinclair, Canadian striker. Yeah. Getting, uh, you know, the upper hand here, definitely starting the Thorns up hot in the final game. Um, they got up hot in the first half uh, with Gotham FC's mistake. They created a shot past uh, Heretics uh, plus eighth minute. And so with this stat, the goal moved to legendary Fort Lynn Williams uh, for at the all-time leader in NWSL gold. And um, so their, their GK, Heretic, they kept the match at 1-0 that headed into this. And Grindenberg was also very close to uh, with the defender for the Thorns with uh, the assist on multiple occasions. And so, yeah, your usual Saturday, uh, you know, very exciting final with 1 1. And anything else to add? Nope. That's it. That's all for you. Yeah. And uh, to cap it off, we have Fred Kuhn, coach, that said we knew it was going to be a tight and competitive match. And she said, I'm proud of the team Gotham FC uh, for weathering the storm and making it a game at the end. And this is motivation for the season. So, yeah, at any point. I know that Sky Blue got them. They had us last year and so it was nice to see them uh you know kind of go at you know, a tough team and so your champions Portland Thorns
it is now time for our weekly Chicago Fire discussion. The second official Chicago Fire discussion on the Bulldogs Sports Show after Fire versus Philadelphia Union last week. Now we're going to break down and discuss the Chicago Fire versus DC United match from Thursday, May 13th. On the road at Audi Field, home of DC United, on WGN, home of the Chicago Fire. This is a big game for the Fire. They came in being shut out two in a row against the Red Bulls and the Union, and they need to start scoring. The defense was not a big problem. They had allowed two against the Red Bulls, two against the Union. And their defense has been keeping them in games with Bobby Sheldworth and Nett, the defense of Jonathan Bornstein, and Boris Sekulik, and more helping the fire. But the t- strikers, the attacking midfield, has just been non-existent ever since the first match of the year when they scored two against New England. Revolution, they have been porous, lost under Raphael Wicke ever since. There is something going on bad. They need to get it fixed soon. And before we get to the recap of the lineups, the scoring, big plays, yellow cards, red cards, I want to talk a little bit about a podcast I listened to a few days ago called the Dur Soccer Podcast. And it is hosted by two MLS players, one on your very own Chicago Fire and the second on DC United. And it is Fabian Herbers, the fire player, and Julian Gressel of DC United, two men from Germany, two rivals, now friends, host the Dirt Soccer Podcast, which is available on Spotify. It's relatively new. They had a little bit more than 10 episodes so far, 13 official episodes. They've had some guests, such as CJ Chapong, former Chicago Fire player, he was on a few weeks ago. And the most recent one, that was to the first time a few days ago, it was a rivalry game since they're both playing. They made a bet. They both are big fans of the Bundesliga. And Fabian Herbers is a fan of Richard Dortmund. And Julia Gressel is a fan of Bayern Munich. And they said who would win? Well, if the DC United and Chicago Fire if the one team won, then Fabian Herbert is going to have to wear Bayern Munich. And if the other team won, then Julian Gressel is going to have to wear a Richard Dortmund jersey. Well, spoiler alert, Fabian need to pull out a Bayern Munich jersey because the fire were defeated. And that was on Wednesday. He was going to go on Instagram or Facebook and put a picture of himself in a Bayern Munich jersey. I don't know if he's done that yet. I haven't looked. But I'll have to make sure to see if he followed up on that bet, which he lost. But it was a very interesting podcast. Really enjoyed it. Two guys who like to talk about soccer, talking about Germany, talked about a number of different things about their playing career, how they met so far. And it was the first time they'd, when they played on Thursday, it was the first time they met each other in person in over a year due to COVID. So they really liked being able to see each other. And they both got action in the game as well. Gressel started and Fabian came off the bench. But 
Very fun. The soccer podcast is available on Spotify. Now back to the action. So it took place between these two sides. DC have been struggling a little bit as well. Better in the fire, which is not hard to be these days, but they've been better than us. Now for the lineups. So first for the home-sided DC, we have in goal number 21, Kepin. Then for defense, we have Alfaro, number 93. Brilliant, number 13. B. Heinz Ike, number 4. Then we have Marino, number 5. Then for midfield, we have Nehar, number 14. Nyman, number 27. Sundrick, number 12. Julie Gressel, number 31. And for strikers, we have Perez, number 16. And Essen Flores, number 10. Who is responsible for one of the biggest shifts in this game. Now for the fire, your very own starting 11. We got in goal number 1. Bobby Shuttleworth. Defense, we have Navarro. Number six, Miguel Angel Navarro. We have number five, Francisco Calvo. Number 20, White Osberg. Number two, Boris Sekulik. Then we have Pineda, number 22. We have number 30, Gaston Jimenez. Number 10, we have Alejandro Madran, number 40, Brian Gutierrez, number 11, Frank Hov. And then for, obviously, the best player on the team, number 27, Robert Barich. Coached by Raphael Wicke. Wicke. And he needs to start doing some stuff. The team's been pretty bad. Hopefully he can get it fixed. And this game has not been fixed because we lost. Spoiler alert, 1-0. We had a few chances. Brian Gutierrez looked pretty good in one of his first starts. He looked very good. For a 17-year-old, I was impressed with Brian's play. He made some good passes. One of the few guys who even had a chance on net for us. And we didn't have that many pluses on to be honest. Rob Barrich scored in the first game against New England, but hasn't scored since. And he hasn't become that close to scoring either. I don't know what's going on with him. Hopefully he can get turned around soon. But defensive-wise, another great game by Boris Sekulik. Good job by Francisco Calvo. Miguel Angel Navarro, very solid. Wabsburg got a yellow card. It was solid as well. And Bobby Shuttleworth, great. And goal again. That's not our issue. We need to fix the rest of the team. So the goal and defense has been more than adequate to get us some draws or wins. This has not happened. We need to f- start figuring out how to get Frankov or Brad Gutierrez, Rob Barich, Madron more involved. Or Fabian Herbert is more involved. Or Luka Storonovich. Elliot Collier. Nafor, those guys need to start getting more involved. We did have substitutions in this one. Fabian Herbers got substituted in. And it's good to see him come in. I'm a big fan of Fabian Herbers. And I think Jonathan Bornstein was very good in the few games I got to see him so far. He didn't play this game, but he's been very solid. 
And now we just need to figure out how to get prepared for the next match. So we'll move on to the next match, preview it a little bit. The next match of the season for us is on Saturday, May 22nd, 5 p.m. local time against Inter Miami. This one's going to be interesting. Hopefully the fire can take advantage and get a win at home at Soldier Field. Looking at Miami so far in the standings in the Eastern Conference, Miami has been pretty good. Not amazing yet. They have so far two wins, two losses, and two draws, two ties. And they have a total of points in eight, which with a win or a draw, they could move up into second. So they're right there in a thick of action. Three behind New England, two one behind Orlando, and a tie with New York City FC, Atlanta United, Montreal Impact, and Philadelphia Union. All set to those teams have eight points. And goal differential, Miami is minus one. Eight goals scored in the year, nine allowed. And maybe they can beat the fire, which would not be shocking. Most teams have beat us so far. We are only in 13th place with, wait for it, one point on the year. Tied with Cincinnati FC for last. Well, not last. We technically could be last, but based on goal differential, we are minus 7. They're minus 9. We are ahead of Cincinnati with 3 goals scored in the year and 10 allowed. They've allowed 13 goals and scored 4. So they've scored more goals than us. And actually, in goal scoring... We are t- we're not last. We're tied for last with Columbus Crew. They have scored three goals in the year, but they've only allowed four. So defense has been great, but they haven't scored very well either. But the Fire, just need to win. When will we win? We haven't won 11 straight. It's getting kind of embarrassing that we can't even get one win against any opponent. I mean, I guess maybe we could beat Cincinnati FC. That's a right spot. Maybe we could get the win against them. But if we can't beat Cincinnati FC, then I don't know what's going on. It's a big problem. We need to beat one of these teams in the Eastern Conference. One of these 13 fellow teams, we've got to be able to beat to get at least some points on the board. Because we've already played multiple games this year. We've already played five games this year. And we've only gotten one point out of those five, which is bad. So thanks for listening to this Chicago Fire recap of the DC United game. Talked about the Dursacker Pockets with Fabian and Gressel. And then also previewed shortly the Miami match at home, Soldier Field, Saturday, 5 p.m. Not on WGN this time, sadly. It's on Tunavision, Udivision Zone, Twitter. So different channels than normal. WGN's the best. I don't know why it's not on WGN, to be honest. I wish it was. But for some reason, it is not. So thank you for listening to this. Stay tuned for more on the Bulldog Sports Show. We love to make new and interesting comments daily. This is our second Chicago Fire match recap and discussion for episode 70. We already broke down DC United's 1-0 victory over us. Now we're going to break down the Fire's unbelievably late stunner to defeat Inter 
Miami, not Inter Milan. I know it's easy to say Milan, but no, this is Inter Miami. And I preface that because I said Inter Milan earlier and it was a mistake. So I mean Miami. Correct. Hey, it's DJ Benny the Bull. It's good to be back here as we are speaking as a duo once again. It's been the first time uh, in over a week or so. Uh, hint, hint, it's actually been uh, two weeks, oh. roughly. And yeah, excited to get back into the fire. And this third back into a good matchup. So, yeah, this Peak One Brothers. The best in the entire league. We have the most fear. Yep, both of them are a force to be reckoned with for Miami's squad. And a little bit about Miami and the season so far. They came in mid-table in the Eastern Conference, right, 8th, 7th spot. So kind of on the bubble of the MLS playoffs, but not a force to be reckoned with yet. But keep in mind, very early in the season, only a few games have been played around 6-7 for most sides. So they still have plenty of time to turn around or fall further down. And the fire, as we've talked about multiple times already, came in with one point on the season so far. In last place, due to Cincinnati FC winning, the fire were in last with one point before this game ended. So the fire needs to start getting more points because they were in dead last. In all the league too, not just Eastern Conference, the whole league dead last. So they need to get it fixed. And also they need to break their 11-game winless streak and four games. So let's see. So this season, they had gotten a draw, but that doesn't count as a win. So overall, they hadn't won 11 straight. Overall, four losses. Yep. Nothing to be dancing around the house about. Right. And hint, hint, also first clean sheet of the entire season for us. So, um, and lately, uh, he's been usually very good. Like, uh, uh, Shuttleworth is much needed. Uh, very instrumental in this match. Now for the starting 11 for both sides. I'm going to do the fire, and DJ Bain will do interim Miami. Do you want to go first? So, being the road team. so Miami, let's see, have at goalkeeper McCarthy, defenders Uyola, Shawcross, Gonzalez Perez, Jones, and then midfielders uh, De Silva, Matuidi. And then your forwards, um, midfield attackers, Morgan, one of the Hikwan brothers, Shea, and then uh, your main attacker, uh, the second Hikwan brother. Now for your Chicago Fires starting 11, we have Annette. Bobby Shellsworth, 
And if he didn't play, that would have been ridiculous. But without him, we would have zero points. So thankfully, he started. More than likely, he will. <laughs> just, he's just like the listen man. Always either relied upon. Now for defense, we have Miguel Angel Navarro. Boris, Sekulik, Wyatt Osberg, and the captain, Francisco Calvo. For midfield, we have Fabian Herbers. We have Mauricio Pineda. And the man that I always forget his first name, that is not on purpose, and did you buy any book? Can you get it? Yeah. And did you buy any book? Can you? Oh, I got it. So Madron. Then for forwards we have Brian Gutierrez, Robert Berich, and Premislav Frankowski. Wow. So they have more attackers uh, in position this time. This new lineup, this new uh, yeah, this new way for the fire formation. On top of that, they also have uh, Stoanovic as well as Kevin Hoffman for for subs. And also for Stoanovic. He was a sub, but he came in late in this match and made some big action happen. So he's someone to look at. So a little bit overview of the game. Miami kind of played a little bit slow, had a slow pace, kind of looked lazy to be honest. And I kind of picked that up on that on that as well. But also on the Z Soccer podcast, Fabian Herbers and Julian Gressel, they commented on how Miami had looked a little bit lazy. Fabian mentioned that when he was on the bench and he was playing, he mentioned that they looked a little bit lackadaisical and disinterested in the match. That is correct. And uh, a lot of chances created. Uh, Frankowski actually hit the crossbar 25th, 21st, actually. That was a major moment. It was close in allowing, uh, and also very close to having uh, 2-0, and um, which was taken away. And so fire definitely going all out here at home at Soldier. Uh, one of many to come. Um, and they found the breakthrough. 69th minute uh, midfielder, um, which is why I had some what good memory from that because it didn't come from the starting 11, it came from the bench. The bench, and so our reserves we had Luka Stoanovich come in for that very goal at 69 minute mark, scoring that long range free kick. 
and with this, this match is his third goal of this season. And so this was his second goal here at home at Soldier in 2021. So, um, and that's how it took uh, the fire at the same time. They outshot uh, 20 to 4. Uh, that includes 7 to 1 edge in shots on target. So Maybe we should have scored that's... more than one, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's right. And they do have some young blood that we have to mention. Um, and so, as they call their homegrown player, uh, homegrown product, um, I'm assuming they come straight from the, you know, That's developmental right. league. So, yeah, it's their youngest homegrown signing at 17 years old. Javier Casas. Uh, this, person, this, this person started for the first time with that soldier, Brian Gutierrez. Ah, uh, okay. Javier Casas too. He he's he's in that same boat, but yeah, he didn't start. Brian did though. Right, he wasn't involved. Uh, he's a third youngest player overall in the club to start for the fire. He's looked good so far in two games. Right. Yeah, he definitely has had several highlight reel plays, uh, and this is his hometown. Uh, he sounds very familiar. I don't know. You know, I might have heard before but uh yeah mls is definitely big on that and uh actually speaking of that make your league soccer commission don garber actually attended this oh. match i know this showed him several times um this is this was indeed the first ever meeting between chicago and Miami. the first ever yeah oh i didn't know that yeah i believe they held off ever since last august I know that we're supposed to face LAFC in the first until they had postponed everything mm. into the fall. And so with that, this is the first ever I knew that it would be an unusual lineup um, that, you know, if you weren't familiar with them for many, yeah, uh, yeah, especially for as a matchup as a whole, this one was definitely anticipated for a while. And also, uh, the Fire debuted their brand new secondary kits the first time ever. I knew they looked really different. That's good, yeah. Yeah. The way you could tell is by their the logo that they want to change, the one on the corner. The bad one. Almost recognizable. So, and so they, what the significant, they, what it says on the, on the kit is Love Unites. Uh, with it on the training tops before they um, put, put on there, well, until they revealed their secondary kit. And uh, yeah, new kits all around Chicago, really. So that's what I have for major, major news from the game. Yeah, so now pivoting, the Fire's next match takes place on this Saturday at home, Soldier Field against Montreal. Montreal comes in so far around 8th place in the Eastern Conference standings. Similar to where Miami was when we faced them last Saturday. Montreal has been a little bit uneven. They've had some good wins. They actually beat Miami earlier in the year. They lost against Cincinnati, their most recent match. They have 
been equal in goals allowed and goals scored, nine apiece. The Fire are four goals scored, ten allowed. And Montreal comes in cold, two losses in a row. So hopefully we can make it three losses in a row for Montreal. Whereas the Fire pick up their second win in a row, that would be amazing. And let's not forget to mention this is a 1-0 victory first overall victory for this new season in MLS 4, the Chicago Fire FC. We've waited for so long for them not to tie. No more draws. To actually score. And so uh, no more suffering from all the draws. At least one week. Finally playing victory. And even sweeter here at home. Well, one final story, and then we're going to wrap up our Chicago Fire for episode 70, our Chicago Fire talk on the Z Soccer podcast, which I've been enjoying. It's on Spotify, Apple, anywhere you get your podcast. Fabian Herbert's enjoying Gressel. And Fabian, he was a big, wanted to get Iguanin's jersey. So at halftime, he locked eyes of Iguanin. And I don't know which one. He didn't say, he just said the last name. So it could have been either one. But he said he wanted his jersey, and Egonin smiled at him, and Egonin was like, sure. When he asked him at halftime, I'll give you the jersey. So at the end of the match, he went to Egonin, talked to him, and they were talking about some calls that went against Egonin in Miami, and he didn't want to ask right away, but once he was shocked, he said, can I have a jersey? And Egonin was like, no. He waved him off and then left. So no jersey for Fabian. <laughs> That's a funny story. It was. I like to hear those kind of stories. They're like behind the scenes, like you wouldn't know. Right. Yeah. Just like, uh, you know, during the the uh, Houston the the Houston meeting, we got a little bit, uh, you know, from the locker room. And yeah. And thank you for listening to the Chicago Fire Talk. Up next will be some more. Interesting segments for episode 70. Let's go. We now move to our Houston Dash talk for episode 70. The Dash have officially played two matches so far. They did play one the day we're recording, but for... Do you want to do all three DJ available or only two? Yeah, we can go. We can go over uh, okay, I'll, we'll do all three. Uh, it's it's actually been it's been a minute, so let's go for it. All right. So the Dash have played three matches, and let's just say they have been not good so far this season. They've struggled out of the gate, and one of the biggest f- reasons why is they've been struggling to close out matches. They have struggled in games where they had advantages and. Scoring, threats, possession, chances. They've had hold advantages in at least two of the matches they've played, but they just couldn't hold on or they made some crucial mistake down the stretch. So to start it off, the first matchup of the year was against the runners-up in the Challenge Cup, Gotham FC. And for lineups for both sides, we have for Gotham and goal, Keon Sheridan, Defense, Kurowski, Johnson, Freeman, 
Tedesco, Judepe, Carloid, Ali Long, and then for forwards, Margaret Purse, Veens, and Paige Monahan. And for Thiessen Dash, we had in goal, like always, Jane Campbell, defense, Ashley Chapman, Katie Nodden, Megan Oyster, Haley Hansen. For forwards, Christy Melis, Sophie Schmidt, Shay Groom, and forwards, Frank Lasko, Rachel Daly, and Michelle Prince. And the dash, I'm sorry to say, we're shut out. 1-0, did not get a single goal. Margaret Purse, his 30-minute goal, was all the Gotham FC needed to destroy our hopes and dreams. Bitch. She's also on the women's national team too, right? That's right. That's right. And that was on Saturday, May 15th. 1-0 win for Gotham over the Dash. Now moving to the next one. I watched this match and then the one from today I also watched. So two of the three I've watched. This one was Sunday, May 23rd. On the road. Again, actually at home, BBA Stadium, actually, against Kansas City. And the lineups for both teams for Kansas City we have Barnard and Goal, Ball, Corsi, Leach, and Edmonds, defense, Vanselios, Vincent, Pickett, and four forwards, Jenkins, Amy Rodriguez, and Weber. And for Houston Dash, starting 11, we have Jane Campbell, Haley Hansen, Megan Oyster, Katie Nodden, Ashley Chapman, Shea Groom, Sophie Smith, and Christy Mears for forwards. And forwards, we have Michelle Prince, Rachel Daly, and Gabby Seiler. So a little bit of change. We added in Gabby Seiler instead of Veronica Latsko, so a little bit of a change. But that's really the only change of note for the dash is starting 11. And this one, Amy Rodriguez always makes her presence known. I'm a big fan of her. She always is doing something on the court, not the court, on the pitch, Ivor and scoring. Yeah, she's Passing. the best player on Oh yeah. Uh, Kansas. I'd agree. She got off hot start for KC. First goal of the match, 13th minute. Amy Rodriguez took control and this goal I remember it being a fun one for Amy Rodriguez it was a strike assisted by Weber 1-0 KC and at halftime it was 1-0 KC KC looked to be the better squad for the first 45 minutes so the Dash needed to make some changes to the squad or it was going to be another shutout and we did make some changes and substitutions. And we got some good luck in the 60th when Rachel Daly, assistant of Ashley Chapman, had an awesome header to make it 1-1. And this one was also awesome for Rachel. She broke a record in Houston Dash's franchise history. Kilio Watt of the Red Stars held the most goals scored of 28. With Rachel's goal, she now has 29. 
And a spoiler alert, she also scored in this most recent game. So now she has 30 goals in franchise history, so she leads the dash. And that is not league history, that is in franchise history. The yellow cards, Miss Ball had one earlier. That's what's important to look at. Taylor Leach had one as well for the KC. Then at 66 minute, Shea Groom. This one is really fun. She's a big ponytail. So when she got the header, her ponytail went flying up. And then, bam, the ball went into the net. Assisted by Chrissy Mubis. 2-1, dash. That was an awesome one by Shea. Glad she got a goal. And subs... Brock Lasko. You, you feel my whip? <laughs> DG betting the Bulls trying to do what she did, and it looks pretty much the same. A little bit more fun maybe for him, but... Um, subs, Brock Lasko for Gabby Seiler. You see hiding. Emily Ogle for Shea Groom. And then the 70th minute, Miss Ball, Elizabeth Ball. Was, she's not related to the LeVar Ball family as far as I know. She was yeah, given... <laughs> she was given a red card and immediately ejected from the match. It was well-deserved. A bad foul by Miss Ball. And then substitutions. Also, Casey Jordan Litsko for Gabby Vincent. Kate Delfava for Mar- Mallory Weber. Marina Larquette for Darian Jenkins. And red card, not red card, yellow card for Rachel Corsi. 88th Jemiah Fields for Nichelle Prince for the dash. Christine Name for Christy Mewis in the 90th extra time. In the dash, about extra time, they kind of put their foot foot off the gas, kind of like, well, it's over. We won 2-1. to one. But no, Taylor Leach somehow snuck past the defense, got past Jane Campbell, assisted by Larquette. 2-2, and then the match ended right away. So basically a buzzer-beating goal by Taylor Leach to tie it. 2-2 draw. Devastating draw for the dash. Yeah. And for next matchups, they have some changes that are underway. It's construction delays that are forcing last-minute uh, moves. Uh, schedule changes for the dash. Um, and spirit. So... For the dash to continue a, to a three-game homestand, so as we're speaking right now, they hosted uh, the Spirit and Time Time. Uh, it was originally slated for uh, in DC at Sagra Field. Yet they needed more work to be done, and then after that, uh, this Saturday, they close out that homestand. As in, they'll welcome Watt and Ohio Watt and the Red Stars for another primetime kickoff. Uh, that's in Texas Eastern time, so uh, same thing as over here for Chicago. Now, I guess we can discuss the final match we have for episode 70 for the Dash. Brand new. Dash Spirit, yeah, ended like ten minutes ago. Dash Spirit at BBA Stadium. Dramatic drama. This one was drama filled, and so starting eleven for both sides. We'll start out with the Spirit, the visiting side, and goal. Ari Bledsoe, 
Defense, Huster, Emily Sonnet, Stab, Kelly O'Hara, Midfield, Andy Sullivan, J.G. Rober, Trinity Rodman, Ashley Sanchez, McCohen, and Ashley Hatch. Just a strike. You can tell the teams that I watch more or like more when I can name multiple players on the teams without having to look them up. Some of these teams, I don't know a single player, so I exclusively do last names. This was not one I had to. Now for... Well done, CJ. I like the Spirit. They're probably yeah. like my third or fourth favorite team, so I, I yeah. like them. Me as well. And they've had uh, brand new additions coming from Utah Royals. Uh, yeah. Kelly O'Hara. Various other moves. It's definitely kind of I'm seeing, you know, A-Rod. And as, you know, I'm there, Kansas City. Yeah, it's basically the same team. We'll have to see where uh, Kristen Press lies. I believe that she still is, will be part of the part of Kansas City when she actually returns, able to return from Kansas City. So we continue on to the dash. So in goal, we have Jane Campbell, defense, Haley Hansen, Megan Oyster, Katie Nahn, and Ashley Chapman. Midfield, Shea Groom, Sophie Schmidt, Gabby Seiler, Strikers, Forwards, we have Michelle Prince, Rachel Daly, and Brianna Vassali. It's nice to see her start. Similar to how the, the red stars, I mean, the, uh, the blast of the lens. So for action, the Dash got off to a hot start. Rachel Daly scored ninth minute, and she was on top of her game. This was an awesome strike by Rachel. Got past Ari Budso to make it 1-0. And it's assisted by Shea Groom. They're definitely a good combo, good chemistry between Rachel Daly and Shea Groom for the dash. And I was hopeful we'd win or at least hold a, a draw. But I didn't think we shut out Spirit. They're a good team. Because in the 21st minute, Ashley Sanchez... Always nice to see Rachel do it. It is always great to see Rachel score. I, I love her seeing score. Yeah. And she's back. She's back. She's back. In the 21st minute... And Eddie Sullivan, too. Yeah, nice to see her. In 21st minute, Ashley Sanchez had an explosive goal assisted by Dennis Rodman's daughter, Trinity Rodman, who's looked pretty impressive so far. And her few matches in the NWL. That is feature legend Ashley Sanchez. Yep. She's been very good. And Trinity, nice pass. Then some yellow cards, move to halftime, one to one. And if you're looking at the statistics data at half, possession was going to the Spirit, 57-43. But shots on goal, 4-2 dash, 7-4 overall. So we led in the categories, but just in the score sheet, only 1-1. One one. And actually, at the end of the match, it could have been on Austin 3-3, three three, but three goals were taken off the board due to being declared offsides by the refs. There was one by 
Rachel Daly that was taken off the board. There was one by Ashley Hatch that was taken off the board. She'd already score. She scores one later, yeah. but Lenard was taken off. And then there was one by Trinity Rodman. No, not Trey Rodman. I think it was maybe Shea Groom that was taken off. Yeah. And there were substitutions made at half. We got Andy Sullivan got a yellow card, so keep in mind that was a big momentum switch. Yeah, she got both now. <laughs> she got yellow and a red, so she was immediately ejected at half. Well, so Andy Sullivan tough in a bad way. was gone. Just like the Thorns, and not at the same time, not like them. Is their smart deposits? I believe if they've had if they have Rose Lavelle in their lineup, they'll be more than likely they'll be more like relaxed. Yeah, that's it. Observation. Subs: The Spirit, Natalie Jacobs came in for Tara McKine. Jordan DeBlisi came in for Ashley Sanchez. And 70th minute. This is where Ashley Hatch, who's one of my favorite players in all the NWL, made her mark, assisted by Natalie Jacobs off the bench. Great goal by Hatch. And Jane Campbell made a mistake. The ball was hit over her head, and she couldn't adjust. So Ashley Hatch, awesome shot on target to make it 2-1 to one for the Spirit, and the Spirit had a lot of chances. They could have maybe scored a few more, not counting the ones that were offsides, but maybe the Trinity Rodman, at least two of hers could have been angled a little better and a little bit lower, too. They could have scored in, but she looked pretty good, especially later. Ashley Hatch looked really good as well. Now, what I would like to hear is with the ball off of the Heezy, Campbell, did it knock her out or did it just bounce off and she couldn't quite get up to save to save it for them? Uh, it was more just that you kind of, she couldn't get it. Like, there was no way. Wow. Yeah, yeah definitely have seen that over here at home. Yeah, as I say, the best, even the best goalkeeper has kind of gotten that. So. But Jane wasn't unbelievable in this one. She looked good, like always, but she made a few mistakes that were uncharacteristic for, for her. Like, oh, that looks like rookie right now. <laughs> now I want to talk yeah. about Shea Groom. I know Groom and... is the best. Any of I want to talk about Shea Groom and Ashley Hatch. They had some kind of scuffle around the 70th minutes or so when Shea Groom got a yellow card for a foul. Keep in mind that was important to look at. Subs, Emily Ogle for Gabby Seiler. Bronco Lasko for Brianna Sally. And then Ashley Hatch. She fouled Shea Groom and was given a yellow card. So then her and Shea Groom kind of pushed each other pushed and shoved, and the refs needed to break them up. 84th, Megan Rosa came in for Haley Hansen. 
Anna Herfrey came in for Ashley Hatch. Carmen Bregassi. Julia Elizabeth Rodar. And Nacelle Prince. Yell card at the end of the match. And that was all she wrote. 2 1 Spirit W. from being red. <laughs> there would have been a uh, couple continuing on episode 70 wet Providence Park for the first game for the overall for the season for the Chicago Red Stars they face the Portland the Fun fact, Providence Park holds the record for most in attendance in WSL history. Really? They can hold the most as well. So their crowds are able to have them are very exciting. I'd like to be there one day. So this one was, uh, you know, prime time. You can call Prior to Prince, six, six o'clock kickoff. Wow, let's just say what a start for that. We have your starters, and I'll take the Thorns. Sure. And then we'll have our very own at goal. We have Adrena Crunch. Defenders, Kristen Westfall, Kelly Hoobly. Uh, then we have one of the best, the best of the best, Becky Sauerbrunn. Also another one, Megan Clinenberg, the veteran, Crystal Dunn. And one of my favorites to say, and in the league, Rocky Rodriguez, number 11. And then the field attacker, uh, another one of the, the best today, Lindsay Horan, number 10. And forwards, we have Sophia Smith, Sophia Smith, <laughs> Sophie Smith. And then we have Christine Sinclair up front. And finally, I'll call her another feature legend, Morgan Weaver. All right. For the Red Stars, the starting 11, we got in goal Bobby Shuttleworth. No, it's kidding. Trade. <laughs> you got your mind at a soldier still. We got um, a listener. I had to say Bobby Shuttleworth because I was honestly about to say Bobby, and then I was like, wait, that's not right. So, right, listen here. <laughs> then for defense, Casey Short, who was, she's formerly known as now Casey Kruger, Tara Davidson, Sarah Gordon, Aaron Wright, Defender Midfield, Bryce Di Renardo, Julie Ertz, Danny Coprico, and forward strikers, Kill Watt. Katie Johnson and Mallory Pugh. All right. So, and leading up to this, uh, in the regular season now, everyone on respective squads in every match, they're allowed 
up to five subs. So you can substitute five players, and they made use uh, on both ends with it. And Angela Salem, Tyler Lucy, Celeste Burrell, as well as Madison Pogrich, and Simone Charlie B. Simone Charlie. Another promising prospect for Portland. And for us, we had uh, new faces, Tatum, Velasso, and also familiar faces from uh, that were traded before to us, uh, you know, with either allocation of money, um, but had for the, you know, Red Stars, Sarah Waldmo, and also Mackenzie Doniak. I'm so happy to see her back and playing for real, coming back from um, Norway, uh, the most jacked, if you will, the most uh, charismatic player on the entire Red Stars, the one that brings everyone up, the smiling, Nikki Stanton, and also former Orlando Pride star, Rachel Hill, who is a very good forward addition this last uh, two years the last the last two years for us and into wow as I said earlier this started off really horribly and continued to be a disaster for Chicago we really don't want to say that yet it was. it was within five minutes. It was over. Was determined later. Explain how that how that happened. With this, with one tier and other. Yep. So early on, about under five minutes to begin the game, the Red Stars and Florence in the Red Star zone. There was a goal, and the commentators believed that Sophia Smith from the Florence had scored it based on what they had saw and been told. But about 40 minutes later, closer to half time, the refs got back to the commentators, and it was actually an own goal by Taryn Davidson, not Sophia Smith. So it was counted as an own goal, which was big for Sophia Smith because she actually could have had a hat trick. She could have had a hat trick if this one had stood that's right. It sounded like they were very close. It was one of those that, that kind of like really super close to the goal. And then our woes, it picked up to 13. Oh my. And this was due to uh, roughness. Yep. This was a penalty goal that was the uh, uh, Captain Christine Sinclair, my favorite legend herself, up from up north. Wow, took it back to all that. It's almost like they're with us here, kind of capitalize on our uh, silliness and stuff. Next. Came at 16. Uh, finally, was official. The assistant reliever, Sophia Smith. And 
one of the strikers made it 3-0 and yes I have to let out a sigh this, that was uh, quite embarrassing um, so it was time Julie Earth had enough at 29 was she frustrated or was this seat she was subbed out for Rachel Hill uh, well, Julie Ertz was hurt at this point. Right, yeah. So she she yeah. got hurt, and they had to. There was no way she was going to continue, so they had to put in Rachel Hill. Very unexpected. I wasn't ready. I remember when you sent me that that text message. It was like shocking, honestly. Like out of all the players that you know, I think they're ready. Uh, you know, they're ready to go. They can make them feel much strong, and you know. Make something happen, like. But part of me wants to say, like Julia, it's definitely has fallen off. But at the same time, like, definitely cannot fault her. She, she got hurt for that reason. What was what was causing that? It was freak accident. Yeah, it was freak accident. Yeah, very similar to uh, you know Alex Morgan's uh, tore the park with Julie, ironically. And then another, the very next minute, 30th, Sophia Smith once again with Morgan Weaver for 4 and 0. Until I reach, we reach half time. And then subs, Molasso and Walmo came in for. Wright and Johnson, respectively. Small Charlie came in for Sophia Smith. She was done for the moment. Rocky Rodriguez also out. Uh, and Salem coming in. Um, Tyler Lucy, which is another significant addition for the Thorns. Uh, Outgo Weaver and some more roughness. Lindsay Horan getting. 64-minute mark with the yellow card. What was that? What was that about? Sorry, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah. remember that one. Sorry. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll let that one slide. Yeah. <laughs> it was about a couple weeks ago. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It does feel like there's a bunch of games. Uh, it does blend in since we come out of the Challenge Cup, honestly. Yeah. There's only been three so far for most. So we, uh, you know, between the Bash and the Red Stars, as of today, we have three. So um, it comes effective, haven't been the, the same. One of their new strikers, so Tyler Lucy, 72nd minute. And another goal, making it 5 0. No way that we'll come back from such, uh, you know, lopsided, um, you know. The scoreboard. Are you ready to move on to the next one? Yeah, definitely. Ready, ready to move on. So five and oh, and a loss. Lawrence embarrassed us in this one. And I still have yet to see any single highlights for this, so might not want to. As we go on to a familiar face, Gotham FC on Saturday. Last Saturday, and here are your lineups. 
I'll take uh, I'll take the red stars Ooh. this time. Okay. All right. So for Gotham, we have Engel, Kellen Sheridan, defense Caprice, Dedusa, Manny Freeman, Estelle Lord Johnson, Erica Skoski, midfield Alexandra, Lindsay, Lon Batista, Harry Lloyd, Jennifer Cujo, Fours, Paige Monahan, Evelyn Baines, and Margaret Purse. Uh, the Red Stars at go. Melissa Mayer, number one. And under defenders, very similar formation, 4-3-3. Continues with Sarah Gordon, Tiana Davidson, hopefully she came back from this one. And returning, um, I believe this was, was her first start uh, in a while, Kayla Sharples. And then we have Casey Shorts Kruger. Midfield, I continue to call her short because we love short, short, famous champ. That's hard to work. And so we continue with the midfielders. We have Rachel Hill, another return, number 13. Morgan, Mo, Brian, and then last we have Danielle, Danny, Calafrico, and then forwards Vanessa DiBernardo, Mallory Pugh, number nine, and everyone's favorite daughter, Chicago's huh. <laughs> favorite daughter. <laughs> we have. No, I, I only watched the four orange red stars. I didn't watch this one. Accuracy 
kind of even. Well, in a way, both with the 70s, 78%, and then we have 72. Uh, um, two yellow cards on each end, no, no red card. Uh, we have three offsides. Very good. We have uh, six corners opportunities. Well, got them at two. So, yeah. What's interesting is that we actually took 13 shots and five of them shots on target. And then Gotham had seven. So, kind of bounces that out. Um, oh, yeah, this was a winless one for Harvey. And. In our headline position, we have a nice matchup versus the We Can Smile. We think CJ Hart showing us for his live smile. And we faced against the City FC at Legends Field. Their full name for a. And we have your. Starting 11. Okay. Want to take. Do you want me to take Red Stars or KC? Yeah, go ahead. We'll, we'll trade. So, with Kansas City, uh, Nicole Barnhart, veteran. Now we have Bowen, uh, Taylor Leach, Rachel Corsi, May Money. Uh, new player Vincent in the midfield, and then we have Scott Victoria Pickett. And forwards we have Lower Cat Jenkins and legendary Captain Amy Arod Rodriguez. Number eight. All right, for the Red Stars we have in goal Lesnar. Defense, Sarah Gordon, Tyrion Davidson, Kayla Sharples, and Casey Short-Kruger. For midfield, Sarah Wildmo, Weston Bernardo, Morgan Bryan, and then forwards, Kenzie Doniak, Katie Johnson, and Aaron Wright. So, so slight change in the lineup. Yeah, where's Cleo Watt? And they, yeah, they also went... The different formation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Kilia was a sub this time, but the similar, and also a few. Um, we had, uh, apparently, we had St. George's available. She uh, hasn't started in a while, and Sarah Lubert as well has been participate. Um, very interesting. Also, that Melly, Mallory Weber, uh, Kansas City. And then former Red Star Michelle uh, Vesconcelos. So did remind us commentary that Vesconcelos, the reason why, which kind of puts things at rest, the reason why Vesconcelos moved to uh, Utah Rose was to be closer to home. Um, and then, yet, they ended up moving back as, you know, for the Midwest. South, if you will, um, and so yeah, this is where he's at. She might kind of maybe regret coming back to Chicago, not being in Chicago, staying with us. So, 
Alright. It's an action with a front tag. I see. Spark Network. Kitty Gasson. Yells her. 40 minute. Um, and yeah, definitely been, been quite rough. Uh, and we had Melvin Field come in for a time. Nothing much in the first half. We're into the second half. Aaron Wright coming out. And then Watt coming in for Johnson. And then we had uh, another yellow card, Morgan Bryant, 66 minute mark. Definitely on defense, uh, the Red Stars are very good. And what happened, the 67 minute mark, Kalia, making it 1 0, assisted by Mel Pugh. Yes, there's a method to the madness. It's funny that since they didn't start, they're the ones who contributed to the goal. And not long after that, three minutes later, we had Mackenzie Doniak also assisted by Mel Pugh, making it 2 0. That was a very exciting moment for Doniak, especially. Uh, not only signed for us first time as a Red Star, at the same time, her, you know, a big moment for her as a whole, uh, long awaited. Uh, definitely one of the big strategies for, you know, signing, you know, forwards, signing up as well. I was afraid that I had Victoria Pickett, you know, <laughs> name right I was like, oh, Pickett. Um, so yeah, it is Victoria Pickett in Kansas City, same one before. Um, she is up. JC Johnson. JC Johnson came in. Uh, fairly new player. And then Daniak out. Rachel Hill coming in finally. And then the, it was really weird. I didn't know how. They didn't make it clear until, you know, after seeing, you know, everything they had given. Um, I guess she went too far from the goal or what. Um, but first we had Weber of the Kansas City yellow card and then Alyssa Mayer of all people gets to the yellow card. 89. And finally building up to her you know, off the bench, Nikki Stanton coming in. First time in a long time. And that is the end. Our first ever win this season for the Red Sides 2 0. And let's say that we had way more shots. I know they put nine, but like here they put 10. Let's just say that uh, there's 18 shots. Uh, I guess they let off with one more, so 19 shots, red stars, and then KC had 10 pass accuracy, they're accurate. I thought they looked really good. Um, Chicago, 72% compared to 60. And then we had three yellow cards. That's that's quite a bit. And I mean, you can see that defenders stepping up, really, you know, coming at it, knowing that KC would be a threat. They do have Amy Rodriguez who was getting a little uh, riled up. Yeah, 